Hello, and welcome back to another Fact Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, in this podcast, I want to cover a subject that we've touched on. We've uh, gone over in some depth on to give the listeners some information and some understanding to what health and wellness really are. And I just thought I would cover something very important, and that is symptoms or um, the lack of symptoms. And what are symptoms and what are signs? And, you know, what is something a sign of growth, a sign of health? The reason I'm doing this is because everyone is getting these uh, COVID-19 vaccines and at least this time we're covering some of the side effects to the vaccines. You know, we have lymph adenopathy so bad that uh, women have to skip mammograms because they're getting fibrous in in swollen areas and... um, you know, the the Society for Mammograms came out, the Radiological Society, and said, this is what we should do. You you know, you have to wait a while until the immune system's done, uh, you know, reacting. People getting sore arms, people getting sick. And, of course, everyone's come out, well, that's just your immune system working, which I kind of giggle at because if you get the cold or if you get a flu, these are the, you get similar symptoms. And why wouldn't you just want the wild type virus, which would make more sense. Um, But I wanted to cover, you know, what are symptoms, what is good, what is bad. Now they have people hoodwink that not only can you be non-symptomatic, no feeling at all, and be infectious, which goes against all the teaching I was taught in undergrad and in grad school and all the reading I've done for over 29 years of graduate work since I graduated grad school you know becoming a doctor I've kept up on this stuff and I've never heard of someone being a non-symptomatic infected person you're not infected if it's not affecting your physiology if you get a virus if you get a bacteria get a fungus and your immune system fights it off so quickly and so powerfully you don't even get a fever you don't get a rash you don't get a cough you don't get a symptom at all then that's what we call being healthy and i don't like the fact that they're turning things around so now your immune system is working normally if you have symptoms after you get the vaccine but your immune system's not working if you get infected by the COVID and have no symptoms. And they you and people have bought this because this is a pandemic of ignorance. Because people don't know how to read a flipping book. Open up a biology book. Read some textbooks. They're being fed junk. So I thought I would just cover some of this a little bit and maybe just, you know, try not to vent too much because I realize that not everybody has access to medical books and not everybody wants to read. But if you're going to make an opinion that's going to affect your life and your family's life, especially if you have kids, I would suggest people do a little research so they can protect their families a little bit. And that doesn't mean watching mainstream media. It means 
trusting yourself, following the common sense. And if all of a sudden in the last, I don't know, 13, 14 months, the rules of mathematics, science, vital statistics, and biology have changed 180 degrees, you may be fooled or hoodwinked right now. You could be bamboozled because it doesn't work like that. But let's let's just go through generally how easy it's become to be hoodwinked. Because if you look at TV commercials, if you got a pain, a headache, um, if you have indigestion, if you have any type of symptom or sign, there's a pill, potion, or lotion for that. And they'll sell this. If you've got indigestion from eating that bad Mexican food or spicy food, take this pill. You know, chew on this. If you've got a headache, take this pill. If you got a runny nose, take this. And I'm not here to slam that, you know, the pharmaceutical business. But I wanna, want you to look at how you're being conditioned that all symptoms are bad. When if you ask the strongest humans in the world, the fastest humans in the world, the, the most in shape in endurance athletes in the world, if you ask Olympic athletes, any sport, any Olympic athlete, did you have any symptoms getting up onto that soapbox to get your you know, gold medal or silver medal or bronze medal? They would laugh at you. Well, of course I had symptoms. I was sore all the time. I was tired. I had fatigue. I had joint pain. I had muscle pain. I may have had some headaches when I was dehydrated. So you have people that are the strongest, fastest, most powerful, most athletic, the most physical, awesome specimens that humans can put out. And they have symptoms. Now, those symptoms are a normal part of growth success if someone gets a gold medal and they're and say they're a runner and their legs have been sore through their training routine their training program their training cycle you would not say oh you there's something wrong with you they would say well of course i'm growing i'm getting faster you know every time i run i break down muscle tissue connective tissue fascia my joints get a little beat up and i'm going to have some feedback from the body which we call symptoms, but feedback or symptoms does not mean you're ill. That feedback tells your body that something is going on. It's good information to the nervous system. So the nervous system and the immune system can send out macrophages, white blood cells, specialized white blood cells to help repair the damage to call in to force, hey, we need more circulation to clear out the torn up muscles, the torn up tissue, and to repair. This is a feedback system that's going on all the time with or without symptoms, without your knowledge, conscious or unconscious. And this is how we adapt. Your ability to adapt and become stronger, faster, more powerful, the, the ability to adapt to eating certain foods, all is a function of health. True health is adaptability. True health is your your body's ability to say, you know, someone sneezes on you and they have COVID or they have the flu, or they have RSV or a rhinovirus, you know, common colds, the flus, some type of symptom and 
some of that virus gets into your system, either through your eyes, usually through your eyes or your mouth, breathing it in, and your immune system, your T cells, mount a defense and kill it before you even need antibodies. So that T cell potentiation, which we've talked about before in another podcast, and of course now is in the news media, but it has been in textbooks on the immune system for decades. Now that T cell uh, potentiation, the T cells getting their memory for what's going on, they just attack. And if it's a COVID, like, you know, coronavirus, OC43, NL63, um, HKU1, 229E, those common cold coronaviruses, those those coronaviruses cause 30% of all the upper respiratory infections in the world. I'll say it again, 30% of the respiratory infections in the world. If you have, you know, some of that potentiation, it's easier to fight off its cousins because you know what they look like. You know, it, it's it's pretty pretty obvious that, you know, our immune systems were put together for mammals probably 40 million years ago, at least the start of it, have been adapting for 40 million years. And here in 14 months, people were thrown out how our immune system works. People have thrown out the basic science of it. There's like, oh, we need antibodies. We need antibodies. And I'm like, yeah, that's part of it. It's a third. It's a third. You forgot about the other two thirds of how the immune system works. And that, I'm not even talking about the first line of defense, like the integument system or your mu- mucus or mucosa. Coughing. Yeah, that's a good idea. You get something in your throat, you start coughing, and you expel it. So we have many lines of defense besides antibodies. You know, the T cells are the most powerful for a coronavirus, but we've already known that. All the research is out there. It's all on PubMed, and you can pull it up yourself. So health. Health is not necessarily the absence of symptoms. True health and wellness is the ability to dynamically adapt to your internal and external environment at any time. That adaptability, the ability to change, flex, adapt efficiently, is controlled by the nervous system and the immune system. Those two systems working in conjunction with each other, they're dancing. It's, it's more than concomitant. It is, it is synergistic. One system doesn't work without the other. For example, you do not need to worry about T-cell potentiation if you're running away from a saber-toothed tiger. So when you're sympathetic or fight or flight, your body's all hyped up to, to try to survive immediate physical danger, you really don't need the white cells because you may not be around seven minutes from now. So that system is turned off through cortisol and loads of adrenaline. So you're you're actually, we've actually seen it in studies, how the motility of like macrophages, those are your big Pac-Man um, white blood cells and T-killer cells, they actually turn off. They can barely move around cortisol, your stress hormones. So when you're stressed out, your immune system doesn't work because it, your body thinks you're fighting a saber-toothed tiger. It doesn't know you just had a fight with your kids, your spouse, or your boss, or you're stressed out about where the mortgage is going to come from, or now that the governor shut everything down, what am I going to do? How am I going to feed my family? Actually, immune systems get weaker in the presence of stress. 
Now, some people have come out and said, well, we're not being exposed to antigens and, you know, other bugs. You're right. So that's going to weaken our immune system a little bit. But the immediate weakening, I mean, within weeks to months, is the amount of stress everyone's under. But of course, you know, science got thrown out 13, 14 months ago. So that the body's ability to adapt is very important. But I wanted to cover, uh, when we're talking about adapting and health, I wanted to cover um, one of my favorite, favorite uh, doctors. He's an MD. It's Dr. Halbert Dunn. And Halbert, what he said in 1959 and 1961, so like in 59, 60, 61, he wrote a book about high-level wellness. And it did not sell. No one cared. Remember, you know, your medical doctors were smoking cigarettes at that point and probably advertising for them on TV. So you had a whole generation that was hoodwinked thinking, you know, it was better to smoke camels because, you know, all MD, you know, three out of five uh, MD smoked camels. So, again, the mass public ate up advertising in the mass media instead of following biology. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? But what Dr. Dunn did, he what he did is establish the term high-level wellness, which was the ability not only just not to have symptoms, but for the body to adapt. Now, he, he made a little quadrant, you know, and he wrote up some figures that I really like. I like some of the terms and how he defines wellness. As you move more toward death, he said you could still have poor health, but he used a term that I, you know, I need to really bring back after, you know, all these years. And hopefully you let me do it after 60 years, bring this term back. And it's called, it's called protected poor health. Protected poor health. What Dr. Dunn said about protected poor health is that in the right social, physical environment, people can still be alive. They could still be surviving in poor health. And that poor health is protected, or we would use the word now in 2021, maintained, or maintain poor health. What does that mean? What he meant is just because you don't have symptoms, you're covering them up, say, with painkillers. We have an opioid crisis in this country, you know. Um, antibiotics. We have an antibiotic crisis in this country because now, you know, about, remember that 10, 15 years ago, they, were, they weren't giving out prescriptions of antibiotics left and right like they used to in the 50s and 60s and 70s. Now we have resistant bacteria that can turn some of these antibiotics into glucose. They can eat them. So they're more than resistant. They turn it, they eat the damn things. So what was Dr. Dunn saying? Let's, let's make this easy for you. What he was saying is in the right environment, you can maintain poor health closer to death than fully realized life. Skewed to the left, he would call it. The left of his, his curve. Being totally sick. Ill. The person had symptoms covered up, like we just talked about. You have a bad knee, a bad back, take a painkiller. You know, bad indigestion, hey, take something that covers it up. Doesn't fix it, but makes you feel better. So in five or six years, this person's so sick, you know, all of a sudden, in six months to a year, they go downhill and die. And you're like, oh, that person had no 
symptoms or they get the flu or they get COVID-19 and he was otherwise otherwise healthy. No, he was in protected poor health, maintained poor health because he was taking certain chemicals, potions and lotions that maintained his poor health. Just because someone has no symptoms, ready for this, doesn't mean they're well. That's very important. Just because, you know, they're not sick and, you know, coughing and hacking and, you know, oh, no, he did. He was fine. Really? Well, he didn't take any medications. Well, how many over-the-counter medications was he taking? He was 100 pounds overweight. He was on three different over-the-counter allergy medications, which raised blood pressure. He had to take an over-the-counter sleeping pill to sleep. And he drank a pot of coffee a day. And that's not to include all the alcohol he had. Well, guess what? That's not a healthy human. And even though the blood work could be just inside the limits of normal, doesn't mean they're healthy. So that's important to understand what Dr. Dunn was getting at, protected poor health. And that's what I would want the listeners, I want you all to think about, is where I am I? Am I experiencing high-level wellness, which means socially I'm doing very well, psychologically. Just think of all the different levels or areas that you can be well in. Psychological, social, financial, whatever it takes for you. Physical. Most people think of wellness to think just physical. I know a lot of people that physically, eh, they're not doing too well, but emotionally, they're doing fantastic, socially doing fantastic. And that is closer to life than death. I know a lot of people that, you know, physically, they're just rock stars. But how many athletes do you know that commit suicide? A lot. Because psychologically, they were never healthy. What we have to do is get our hands around the idea that feedback from the body is important. And that has to be addressed at whether this is good or bad. When I start working on someone who, say, has a fixated shoulder, it's scarred down, they have lack of range of motion, you get an MRI, there's no tears, and we start stretching that shoulder out, it's painful, it's going to hurt. If that patient avoids the soreness, the achiness, the pain, they're never going to get full use of that arm and shoulder again. So they have to go through it. There's no other way. Now, some people want to be knocked out and have surgery, but they don't do surgery for a frozen shoulder. So what's this all mean? Well, to, to unpack it even further, you have to look at those areas in the life that you can control. Can you control your diet? Yes, absolutely. Even if you, your finances are tight, you can control what goes in your mouth. You can control if you exercise. But the gyms are closed. The gyms are open. I can't afford a gym. You can go outside and walk. You can do push-ups. You can do pull-ups. Everyone can get soup cans and do some exercise. Everyone can do calisthenics they learned in middle school or high school. Everyone has a TV. You can go to the library and get a DVD on yoga or different exercises. You don't have to join a gym. But now they have gyms that are like, you know, some of these like, uh, Planet Fitness is like 12, 20 bucks a, a month. Come on, $5 a week, you know, to, to extend your life, to make you a more valuable employee or worker, to make you happier. So think about that. So 
what Dr. Dunn said back in 1959 was that life is about high-level wellness. You want to get past taking drugs, potions, and lotions that cover up symptoms. What are you taking that is making you faster, stronger, healthier, improving your immune system, your eyesight, how you hear, how you think? Are you taking vitamin mineral supplements? Or is your diet that good that you don't need vitamin mineral supplements? How much sleep are you getting? You can control that. So there's a lot of areas you can control. But are you slipping into poor health? And maybe it's not even protected poor health. Maybe it's poor health because you can't afford to go to the doctor. You can't afford things. So you, you just go ahead and continue to eat the wrong foods. Eat the wrong things at the wrong time. So this introduction to high-level wellness, and I know I may make a series out of it. I can almost guarantee we're going to talk about high-level wellness in Dr. Dunn's work. So what I want, want you guys to start thinking about is the importance of what you want out of life. Does it mean that I'm going to be sitting in my house scared or do you want, you want the immune system that can take on all normal challenges that are out there? Now, of course, we're not good. the goal is not to push yourself up against Ebola. But walking outside normally, your body should be adapted to that and should be, have the ability to adapt to it. Your goals should be to live, not exist in protected or maintained poor health. Get out of that. Get out of the environment that allows you to maintain and be have protected poor health. And this has been another fact podcast.